You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another episode of the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Network. Chill ride, chill vibes. Nothing chill about this podcast. I'm just going to say it off jump because I am excited. Sixers basketball has me excited again, and it hasn't even officially happened yet, if it happens. Shams, dropping bombs like his predecessor Woj. James Harden is open to being traded to a contender, and Philly is one of the cities he chose. I am lit right now. It is lit AF right now. And uh, so Tom introduced everybody, Tom West, introduced everybody to the possibility of a hardened trade on the site today. And it's an emergency signal. The emergency signal went overseas. And like the Alfred to my Batman, Tom West <laughs> is on the line right now. Tom, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me back on again. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's... Okay. How do we even start with this? The, the rumor, like... The the tweet from Shams, I saw it and I thought it was a joke. I had to double check, make sure there was the blue check mark and everything. I I honestly couldn't believe that Philly was mentioned. Like I thought it was a possibility, but having that in writing from somebody like Shams, like that was that was something else. Yeah, like I mean, train season's here, so notifications are back on for Shams. Oh um, yeah. I still sort of paused for a second, even though I got an notification, <laughs> like, wait, really? But um, like, I was just in the middle of eating dinner, like, you know, trying to switch off for a bit. And then I was like, oh, I better get writing then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's sort of been, you know, an idea kind of pushed by Sixers fans for a little bit now. Um, just the idea of potentially adding Harden, um, especially, I think, since the Daryl Morey hire, just thinking about, yeah, you know, obviously, history with... Harden, you know, he was building, you know, contending teams around him for years. He absolutely loves James Harden. Um, it would make sense that he'd be interested in bringing him back. But, you know, it didn't necessarily seem like something the Rockets, you know, would be interested in anyway. Um, and it still looks like, you know, they may want to hang on to James Harden, obviously. But, yeah, now it actually looks like it, it could be a possibility. There's at least a chance of it. So, uh, yeah, interesting day. <laughs> you did make a point to emphasize kind of the last part of that tweet where it says that Houston is fully comfortable keeping Harden and Westbrook into the season. If Harden wants to stay, if, if he said that he wants to stay, is that that's not like lip service or anything, right? Like that, that's something he would genuinely like be okay with and try to work this out with Russell and the gentleman in charge there now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even I mean, I think if I was going to guess that someone's getting traded, I'd at least go Westbrook. I'd kind of lean towards being surprised at this point if he is 
if he's still on the Rockets by the start of next season. But Harden, I think there's certainly still a chance that he does. You know, he did say apparently that he was committed. Um, you know, Woj reported yesterday that the Rockets were still saying to people that they're intending to run everything back with Harden. And even just the wording in Sham's tweet today saying that, you know, Harden would prefer to play for a contender. Maybe that means if the Rockets can work something out and he thinks the team is going in a better direction, you know, post Westbrook, then maybe he'll be happy and, you know, they they can work things out. Um, and ultimately, you know, it's, it's not Harden's decision. If the team want to keep him, they'll keep him, you know, if they want to yep. be stubborn, stick with him next season, you know, it, or at least, you know, until the trade deadline and just see how things go the first few months of the year. There's no reason why they shouldn't do that. So there's still obviously a very real chance that that's what's going to happen. And, you know, we're not going to get the big blockbuster trade that people want to see. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. But it, it is interesting how quickly things have kind of gone, even just from yesterday with Woj saying, you know, the team is saying they want to run it back to maybe, you know, the sort of momentum around Harden leaving and, you know, the Nets being a contender to try and push for him as well and Harden potentially being interested there, you know, to join KD and Kyrie. Um with the momentum going, yeah, it certainly seems like he could actually be leaving, which is not what I thought like even a week ago. Let's be let's be honest. If it's Harden and Westbrook and they're just running it back and maybe they change one or two pieces here or there, the the Rockets are still kind of a contender in the West, like maybe more of a sleeper than an actual contender because I feel the Lakers are going to be better. I feel like the Clippers are going to be better. Denver is going to be better. I was actually talking to a friend of mine earlier today and we were saying that, hey, in an 80, if it was an 82-game season, not pandemic, and teams had to go to Denver to play games in that altitude, like, there's a serious chance that Denver would have made the finals, I think. But that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I really like Denver as well. And, the, yeah, the, the West is loaded. I mean, even just the Suns, I'm, I don't think they're, you know, a top contender or anything. But now Oh, the Suns are frisky now. They're really interesting. Like, they were, they, you know, they were good anyway. I really like their core. You know, Booker, Aiton, Mikel Bridges, you know, they've got a lot of good pieces. And adding Chris Paul is kind of, he was kind of like the best sort of realistic target for them. Like, there was a bit of buzz building around them, you know, recently and, they actually got him, which, you know, is is really good for them. Like, they're more interesting now. So, yeah, there's loads of competition. And I think if, you know, Harden and Westbrook playing together, it's kind of the issue there. They're not happy together. And, you know, Westbrook does leave. I don't really know, you know, exactly what's left for Houston in that scenario. Like, they're not going to get an amazing haul for Westbrook. Like, here's a negative. Not at this point. He's <laughs> such a negative contract. Like, it's just a huge amount of money. Um, so, even if you get back, you know, a decent young player, maybe maybe a pick, um, you know, it's not like Harden's got left with loads to work with there. So, you know, in that case, it wouldn't be surprising if he does just want to leave. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It looks like whatever direction this does go and it's escalating pretty quickly. You brought this up and when Daryl Morey was hired by the Sixers, one, that was surprising as hell because, I mean, we all kind of thought he would just ride off into the sunset, take a break, whatever. But when Morey was hired there was already kind of like rumblings or even like the, the smallest possibility that he would make another swing for Harden like he did before. I, I feel like Harden is to Daryl Morey what Embiid was to Sam Hinkie at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little bit like that. It's, yeah, it's a good, that's an interesting comparison. Like, yeah, I mean, Daryl Morey's relationship um, with James Harden is unlike, you know, most, if not all, 
executive to player relationships. Like they're very close. Maury thinks so highly of him. Um, and you know, he, he built the whole team around Harden's strengths really. Like obviously they had, they changed over the years, you know, using more pick and roll with Capella. And then obviously they brought Chris Paul in. So that changed things, went to more ISO and then they went super small ball again, you know, this, you know, last season and with Westbrook, but yeah, what Maury thinks of Harden is, is, you know, something special. And, you know, obviously it makes sense that people would theorize that maybe he'd try and get him again, but yeah, it's still, it's still a little surprising to see it become maybe a possibility. And he kept changing what his team building was all about for Harden pretty much doing the, the West, the, the Westbrook, which may or may not have been more his idea, the Chris Paul trade, everything that he's done after getting Harden from Oklahoma city. It's like, for whatever reason, Mari really wants to win a title with him. And even when golden state were doing their thing and they had Steph and clay and Durant, Mari was still out there with Harden. Like, okay, I'm not just going to call this the rest of this decade a wash. Like, I think I can still make something happen with this guy. Yeah. I think Maury's aggressiveness is a good quality and it's something that definitely helped him push with Harden, like going out and getting Chris Paul, you know, they were so close to beating the Warriors. Um, you know, so many things in the league would have changed if that did happen, you know, so if, Chris close. Hamst- if Chris Paul's hamstring was all right. And if they didn't miss 27 threes in a row, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot could have happened differently. Um, but, you know, Maury's mindset has always been, you know, the teams with stars can win. Like he's always had that aggressive mindset. Like if you're not going out and getting big players, like you're not going to be contending, like you're going to be sort of sitting behind the real contenders. He obviously loves Harden as well. The talent upgrade of going from, let's say Ben Simmons to James Harden, if that is the trade that would happen, you know, that's a, that's a big upgrade. It, it was, it's a Maury kind of move just from the mindset of getting a star, let alone for actually being for James Harden. So it, it would make sense that he would, you know, push for it if there's the opportunity there, which maybe there is now. It might be yeah. there. The other city that was mentioned by James Harden was the Brooklyn Nets and reuniting him with Kevin Durant. Let me just ask you this. Who has better pieces to make the trade worthwhile for Houston. Cause I look at Brooklyn's roster and outside of Karis Levert, there's not much there. If I'm the Houston Rockets president of basketball operations, general manager, there's not a whole lot after Karis Levert. That's kind of making me go, okay, I can center a trade around these two or three guys. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. Like, they can obviously throw everything at Harden if they want. Um, it's kind of been natural to think that Brooklyn don't have any draft picks, but they're getting back to having their first round draft picks again. So they can, you know, throw some draft compensation in there, which they'd have to. But, and, you know, if they want to just go all in with stars and get together a big three of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, then, you know, that's the direction they might want to go in. But, yeah, like you, I just don't think their young talent is really enticing enough for them to have the best package Even if with- other teams out there want to get more aggressive because, you know, I like Levert, you know, Jaren's all right, but they don't have any, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's, you know, pretty good. I think he'd be a good target for the Sixers, but they don't have any big, you know, young talent sort of near the level of Ben Simmons where they really have like a marquee guy to build the trade package around that, 
you know, seems like enough for someone who, you know, of James Harden's level, like a, you know, sort of perennial MVP candidate, top six-ish player. And just from financial standpoint, you're looking at Levert, Dinwiddie, maybe DeAndre Jordan, just to get the financials right. And then, like you were saying, any number of draft picks. That's, that is in no way enticing to me. And maybe I'm just saying that because I'm biased, but outside looking in, I don't even think that's a good, I don't think that's a good trade. Yeah, I don't think it's, I mean, if I was a Rockets, I don't think it's what I'd go for. Um, I don't know what other teams around the league would do. Like, I don't know if, you know, anyone like the Heat or the Nuggets are going to really get involved. Obviously, I'm sure everyone has interest in adding James Harden if they can. But, you know, one thing to be interested in another to actually, you know, commit some of your major assets to it and, and really go for it. Um, if James Holden's interested in Brooklyn, then great. But, and, you know, I was, you know, when I mentioned it, you know, the trades recently, and, you know, if he went to Philly, like, you know, some fans replying like, oh, well, it's only if he wants to go there. But no, it is the Rockets' decision. <laughs> right. James Harden can give them his preference, but it doesn't mean that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Harden can say whatever team yeah. he wants to go to, but if the Rockets want to trade him to Cleveland because they offer him the best package, <laughs> all right, James, you're going to Cleveland, my guy. <laughs> exactly so if he wants to go to Brooklyn but they don't have the best package that that's not going to happen and I do think the Sixers if they include Ben Simmons they can pretty easily build a better offer 100% and this is the last thing I'll say about Brooklyn Kyrie Irving ball dominant James Harden ball dominant Kevin Durant has kind of been ball dominant in the past although with his Achilles I could kind of see him being more spot up shooter focused i guess which is you know that's drastic change but guys there's only one basketball on the court at all times for all five players it's not like harden gets a ball Kyrie gets a ball and kevin durant gets a ball and you you get all the points from that no there's one basketball like i just don't see how that works yeah i mean i'd love to watch it it would be interesting yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's just so much talent you know, they're three of the most talented scorers in the league. I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, but, you know, he's he's good at, he's obviously really good at what he does. But, yeah, the, the fit would be very interesting in how much they all need the ball. Kyrie and Harden aren't great playing off the ball. You know, they don't relocate, cut, you know, that much. They're not super active off the ball. So, yeah, how they would actually fit together would be would be a bit strange. But just the talent level, yeah, it would at least be fun to watch from afar. I wouldn't have the stress of being an Nets fan wondering how it all work out and if they can actually win a title. But yeah, it would be interesting. The name most commonly brought up with this trade is Ben Simmons. And that alone, I think at least keeps the Rockets on the phone, right? I mean, if, if Daryl Morey, I'm not suggesting he is thinking about this, but if Daryl Morey calls Houston and is just like, okay, we're, we'll, we'll put together a package Harden for Embiid. Game over for everybody. Like that's like there's no possible way anybody's passing that up. I'm not saying Maury will include Embiid, but Simmons is the more feasible name. And you were talking about you made the point of how Harden he's got he's got two to three years left on his contract, and then Simmons' max starts. So I guess the kind of debate question is: Do you take the two to three years with Harden? and try to win in that window or is seven six seven years of Simmons still kind of worth it to you yeah I mean that's the the big 
talking point. Because that's I mean, the rub. Got, yeah, because they've got a guaranteed five years of Simmons, but I think it's important to remember, like, you know, stars move more than ever now. And, we, you know, you can't know if Ben Simmons is necessarily going to be happy in Philly in four or five years. Yep. And then even beyond, is he actually going to want to re-sign again? You know, there's no way of knowing that. And, you know, it's fair to think that maybe his mindset would change or there's at least, you know, another opportunity, you know, with another team in the league that would attract him more. And that's a perfectly reasonable thing to happen. You can't just assume that he's going to be here forever. Um, Not anymore. The, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, there's there's other positives to, you know, keeping him. Like, I mean, for one, like, I'm a big Ben Simmons guy. I, I think I'm probably higher on him than a lot of people are. I've, you know, made that pretty clear on Twitter. I've written a lot about <laughs> how he's improved. And, you know, plenty of fans are critical. I feel like I've kind of defended Simmons for his strengths and what he does well. Um, but, and there's obviously, the you know, the youth side of things. He is seven years younger. If you think he's going to keep improving, whereas you think Harden might start slowing down in a few years then you know there's that side of things as well but I just think the talent difference kind of swings things toward Holland and like you said they go to being a title contender you obviously they've got some other things to work out like you know can they trade Horford and stuff but they go to being a title contender if they can just get some decent pieces together around a Harden and B duo they're that good that's not the case right now with Ben Simmons and you know people like talking about you know, Harden's playoff shortcomings, but, you know, it's not like Simmons has been, you know, the saviour in the playoffs either. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fans have been killing Ben Simmons for how he's played in playoff games. Yeah, then they're, now they're killing James Harden. He's one of the best players in the league for the same thing, you know. So it's, it's, a little, it's a little strange. I'm a little bit surprised at how negative quite a few fans have been at the idea of it and wanting to stick with Simmons rather than Harden but you know I mean I, I even tweeted a poll out <laughs> a while ago just to say like would you trade <laughs> Ben Simmons if it's the only way you can get James Harden we've got about two and a half thousand votes and it's 55% yes we'd do it but 45% no which is much closer than I thought it would be like it's almost 50-50 <laughs> for keeping Ben Simmons and given how much you know criticism he's had from fans and how annoyed they are with his game and the lack of a jump shot I was a little bit surprised Financially, amazingly enough, Simmons and Thibel by itself financially gets it done. But that's 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 not going to be the trade. It's just that's just not enough. Moving Harris or Horford, and the trade that I see most often in Twitter circles is the idea of getting Harden and Lord Covington back. Which thank you gives me an excuse to break that jersey out again. <laughs> and Eric Gordon for Simmons, Horford, Thibel, and draft picks. I got to say, I'm not completely against that. Yeah, that's an interesting offer. And I think another one slightly less involved would be Ben Simmons and Al Horford for James Harden and again, Robert Covington. And then obviously draft picks on top of it from the Sixers side. Um, that would be interesting as well. You know, obviously you get Harden... You clear out the Hawford issue. Covington's like the perfect forward for them to add. You know, that yeah, it ticks loads of boxes. Um, I don't know what Houston would prefer, but yeah, I don't think there's any way they're interested if Ben Simmons isn't involved. Um, it's just too hard to make a package that's enticing enough. <laughs> uh, even if you just throw tons of draft picks at him, like I know that every, you know everyone loves Matisse Thybul. 
you know, Shake Milton, but they just don't have enough value to be, you know, centerpieces in this deal. And, you know, Tobias Harris, I know a couple of people mentioned him to me earlier, but he's still a negative asset with his contract. Yeah. Like he, he might have the worst contract in the league. Given I don't think four years left. So it's not like he's a positive for Houston. I agree that Harris can't be the centerpiece for sure. Um, maybe it's part of a three-way where Harris goes somewhere where he can be useful. What that team is, I don't know. But, you know, if listen, the, the holy grail would be if somehow Mari either does one of two things. If he somehow trades for Harden without having to give up Simmons, or he trades Harden and somehow gets off the Harris and Horford contract in the same <laughs> trade. And I said this on Twitter. I will faint and go into a joy-fueled coma not to come out until the NBA Finals. <laughs> I mean, that would, be, that would be unbelievable, yeah. I think that would still feel fake even after about a week. Yeah. Just be, like <laughs> fixing all those problems and then adding Harden in one go would be... Like Daryl Morey could screw up so much after that and he'd still have like been beloved by Sixers fans for that trade. So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Daryl Morey hasn't done a thing yet, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have to pay for a beer in this town already. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if the Sixers make this swing and parts aside, if Simmons is traded, then you're looking at Embiid and Harden and Harris. Hopefully they get off Horford's contract, Jay Rich, Shake, whatever else they get in free agency. The Eastern Conference, I don't want to say it's wide open, but there's only maybe a handful of teams that could really come out of the East. Milwaukee is certainly one of them. Boston, Miami. Like, do the Sixers become like a top three team in the East if they trade for Harden? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to think about it. And obviously we've still got so much left to shake out this off season. Um, we've sort of barely got underway, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's lots could happen on draft night and yeah, but I mean, they'd definitely be close. I think, um, you know, they'll still have some pieces around Harden and Embiid, you know, if the deal is based around Simmons and draft picks, um, if they could get Covington back, then that would be huge. Um, so yeah, they'd de- I mean, they'd definitely be right up there. Like I do think, if they added Harden, like the upside is there for them to, you know, be the best team in the East potentially when it comes to the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, potentially push for a title. I don't think that, I mean, we know that that potential isn't there right now. So yeah, I definitely think they could get there. I think it, I think the Harden trade swings monumental in just this one fashion on in the half courts, right? Teams cannot employ the 2-3 zone against Harden and Embiid. Teams like Miami did it. Teams like Boston, Milwaukee flirted with it for a little bit. Like, if you have Harden on the floor, that really doesn't work because he can get to the – he can still get to the rim whenever he wants. He can still do pick and rolls with Embiid. Oh, and by the way, you want to sit back in a 2-3 zone against Harden? Give him open look for three? Yeah, have at that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so – tough to cover I mean one way you can cover both of Harden and Embiid is just by a double team right like that's the sort of simple way to go like if you just cannot stop them in any given game throw a double team at either one of them but you can't do that both at the same time and and Harden just you know he 
covers so many flaws that the Sixers have had, you know, just not having anyone who can create off the dribble. Like they were, you know, they were the bottom of the league in pull-up threes. They were near the bottom in free throws. You know, they didn't have any great, uh, you know, passes from the perimeter, you know, apart from Ben Simmons. And Harden is amazing at all those things. So, yeah, I mean, it would just do so much for their offense. And, yeah, just thinking about how, you know, Harden could help Embiid continue to improving and, you know, pick and roll. You know, Embiid's never been a great role man. Um, but, you know, Harden could probably bring out a bit more from him there. It'd be really interesting to see, you know, what their dual handoff game's like. You know, Harden was, sorry, Embiid was so effective, you know, just with JJ Redick. I was just thinking that. Handoffs. If you change that guy, obviously, you know, Redick's probably just as good coming off the move to shoot as Harden is. But if you think about everything else Harden could do when he, you know, gets the ball downhill, like, the potential for them there is is amazing. And obviously Embiid covers up for, you know, any issues Harden has defensively, you know, having Embiid as the backbone of the defense is huge, you know, if you are concerned about any of Harden's sort of shortcomings on defense. So they complement each other really well in, you know, quite a few ways. And obviously Harden fixes so many of the Sixers' problems. So yeah, it's really it's really interesting thinking about this as an actual possibility rather than just Six fantasy dreaming <laughs> yeah and nba 2k trade machines exactly <laughs> <laughs> i i will say this you talk you brought up harden's defensive uh in, inefficiencies if he just tries i'm okay with it it's it's fine right because like you said Embiid is back there as the anchor if he tries that's 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 gravy like that's fine like i'm not asking him to sit there and just oh shut down jason tatum that's not what i'm asking you to do james i'm asking you to outscore jason tatum that's what i want you to do yeah exactly and and you know the the pressure's off him there and obviously Embiid can still carry a lot of scoring on offense as well you know it's not all coming down to hard and hopefully he's not going to be getting too gassed you know if he can share the scoring load obviously you know be good to add another ball handler as well um you know, that's something hopefully the Sixers will address, you know, through the draft if they, you know, if they can this year, even if they trade their first rounder, you know, their, their first, you know, two second round picks, they could definitely get someone in that range that could help. Um, you know, they might be able to sign someone in free agency. I wrote a piece um, the other day about DJ Augustine, who would be, you know, a pretty good signing potentially, you know, someone like that. So, yeah, they can definitely fill out the team to support Harden and, you know, Embiid can cover defensively and they can still balance things out quite well and Harden doesn't have to do too much um, to the point where you're you're concerned. And yeah, like you said, he doesn't have to be <laughs> required <laughs> to do too much defensively. Like, there's plenty of pieces around him, obviously, you know, especially to keep, you know, Matisse Thibel and that sort of thing as well. I will say this. If he's not moved, I'm okay if Harden is the quote-unquote point guard and Jay Rich is the off guard. Because Jason Richardson can cover the other team's um, perimeter threat, and that leaves James Harden to save his energy a little bit. Does, could that work? Does that make any sense? Play yeah, no, Richardson and Harden together? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, Richardson would probably fit better on that team, you know, with Harden than he would with the current, you know, setup. I, you know, especially if you're moving on from Hallford as well. Like, if you're filling out the starting lineup, if you've got Harden two other decent shooters, you know, let's say Tobias Harris, maybe Robert Covington, if you know the, the Sixers get the ideal trade there. <laughs> if you've got, you know, those three guys, and then, you know, Embiid, and then Josh Richardson is kind of your worst perimeter shooter, that, that's a much better situation to be in. 
Um, and obviously Harden can, you know, generate so much offense by himself that, you know, I know a lot of Sixers fans were frustrated with, you know, Richardson's shooting this year and, you know, his, you know, doesn't have enough volume. He passes up too many looks. That's much less of a concern if you kind of reshape the team around Harden. So, yeah, like you said, with how Richardson could kind of cover defensively, you know, he can handle the point of attack. Harden can get a weaker assignment. It would work quite well in that area. It's only the first damn day of the of the NBA offseason, and I am jacked right now. And the draft is on Wednesday. Oh, my God, Tom, what the hell? <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't space this out over a couple of days. Like, no, you get it all on Monday. Here you go. It's like, here you go. Drink it all in. Sons of bitches. So much going on. <laughs> <laughs> like the first half an hour or whatever went by after, you know, the trade sort of season started once it went, you know, 12 noon Eastern. And I was thinking like, there's nothing happening. Nothing's happening. And the Chris Paul trade is like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Things are moving. And then, we, and then we get the James Harden update. And obviously, you know, it's not being traded yet or anything, but still it's like, you know, there's stuff to talk about. Like things are moving. So yeah, draft. <sighs> tomorrow or sorry two days away is yeah it's going to be a really crazy week just the thought of hardened jerseys and just like everybody like wearing faux beards around town like i i i can't stop visualizing it now damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is so much fun it hasn't even and like you said it hasn't even happened yet i know and yeah we've got to prepare that you know nothing's gonna happen but i think even if, you know, we just get way, legging it, way more negative on the Sixers for a second, like even if they don't get James Harden, I still think this can be a really good off-season for them. Like, you know, recently we were just talking about how good the Daryl Morey hire is, the coaching staff. You know, I think they can do some, you know, they can make some good picks in the draft. And, you know, if they can make an Al Horford trade, like they can still enter next season in much better shape than they were. So, yeah, there's, you know, plenty of variability with how things could play out, but they should be able to improve you know where they're at heading into next season whatever happens just just when i think the sixers aren't going to be fun they they hire daryl maury and and all of a sudden we might be trading for james harden this this is the life we've chosen as liberty ballers writers life is fast life yeah. life comes at you fast <laughs> it comes at you fast yeah God dang it <laughs> well i appreciate you staying up with me tom because because i know greenish meantime so uh appreciate you hanging out and talking to us about Harden and getting everybody excited or or maybe you know curbing a little of that enthusiasm but uh yeah i always love having you on the pod my friend oh yeah it's always good to come on man i appreciate you having me back all righty i will talk to you soon and let let's let's hope that daryl can land this plane because like that that would be amazing that would be so amazing yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a fun off season we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> all right tom i'll talk to you soon buddy yeah speak soon bye all right <laughs> to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle 
It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.